everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston tonight. I'm joined by the red meat to my beer belly, my good friend Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? Sounds gross. It's Won't cool. I don't know. Wait, is that what all the cool kids are doing? Uh, no, I was at a work conference this week. Some really great bellies. What? Just like spectacular. So at a work conference, you show your bellies? No, you. Ju- I mean, people wear shirts. Do you give each other raspberries? No, I wish. <laughs> Is that what you conference? There were some great bellies. I was like, how do you? How does it even happen? Would you go how to a raspberry happen? conference? Uh, probably not. <laughs> what if it's just different stands of how you can do a raspberry? I like the idea of it, but I don't like going to a <laughs> it's conference. It's like you're it. envisioning it right now, and you're thinking about it's it. It's funny. It's a funny thing to say, but it's, it's not a, a thing to actually do. That'd be so awesome. It was cool, though. Like, I'm excited to be, like, 52, like, long gray hair, and just this beautiful, swelling gut. But I, I guess I'm not going to have that. I'm still going to weigh about 75 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, don't you I, get shorter, too, when you grow older? Yeah. Man, this is going to be bad news for me. Yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, either way, NBA. Woo! I'm excited. Well, this, is, this is a football podcast. Whoa. Well, that's not the important news today. Whoa. Did you hear what happened? Wait, what happened? Two big things happened. So like, there's this idea circling around that all of a sudden it's going to be the 2000s again as we enter 2020. Because the way nostalgia, nostalgia typically works is that like it comes in 20-year increments. You know, We missed the 1970s and 1990s, like that 70s show when it came out. We missed the 1980s and 2000s. What? We're, we're going to miss uh, the 2000s in the year 2020, which is you know here about to happen. Yesterday, or today, Rage's Machine announces they're going to go on tour. They're going to play four shows. Oh, my God. What are you, a promoter? <laughs> no, it's just this is what we're getting here. <laughs> Two of our Indios, they're probably going to play Coachella. They're playing El Paso in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And whenever, you know, we're not getting political here, but whenever Trump was elected, I was like, they must hate each other so like it's it's incredible how much they must hate each other if they're not going to play or make any more mu- new music in this culture of Trump elected. That's m- of millions of dollars for them there, just sitting there. And now here they come in 2020. Without getting political, I agree. I will say it's been very surprising, except it still doesn't make sense where they're playing. And also... Coachella, would you ever go there? No. I would never. No it's, I have zero interest, too. And by the way, what people wear and what they... I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Maybe somebody can explain to me one day. Zero. I have zero interest. Give me a poll. Nobody <laughs> would want to go. Explain uh, Coachella. Is that a poll? don't want to go. But that being said, I'll spend like $400 to see them in El Paso. I'll do anything I can to see them in El Paso. So that happened also today. Exciting stuff. Video came out about Diablo 4. Now, this oh, is important oh here because God. they're bringing the Druid class back. Yep. All of a sudden, it's 2002. Yep. I got I got my ball cover Mountain Dew right <laughs> here. I'm listening to Ragent's Machine. I'm playing Diablo, Diablo with the Druid. The 2000s are coming back, man. It's 2002 all over again. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, mean, well, I can't wait. It? I cannot wait for this decade to be over. Okay. All right. Well, either way. You done? You done with Almost. your whole nostalgia feel? Almost. And okay, there's another thing. I mean, I'm, I'm an extremely big hypocrite because I always say the past is dead. The future doesn't exist. What? The only thing there is is right here, right now. But Rage's Machine coming back, the Druid coming back to Diablo, and like a nastier version of Diablo. Because Diablo 3 is like too pretty, too colorful. You know, it was really bland. Any of that nastiness. That was my complaint too. Yeah, we're coming back with it. 
And uh, and you know, I'm gonna start drinking Mountain Dew again. I'm excited for next year. I'm glad that you're gonna start drinking Mountain Dew. You need to make sure it's some Code Red for sure. Or actually, no, no, no. What's the word? The Baja Mist. Isn't that the one that, that Baja you Blast is the Taco Bell one? Baja Blast. It's that's, only at Taco Bell. That's disgusting too. It's good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna start drinking Cover Mountain Dew again. I'm playing Diablo three. I'm never gonna have a family. I'm just gonna do this instead. Man, I just I don't understand. I, <laughs> what What did you do when you were younger? That's why when I was like 12, I would come home from school, play Diablo two, and listen to Raging Against the Machine, and like disturbed. I knew you were 12. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Uh, we're like friends. Are like 14. No. Yeah. Thirteen. S- s- this is like from all right. This is by from the way, like we became seventh grade, grade would mean that I'm twelve. This is from fifth grade to seventh grade. Seventh grade. So I guess from like eleven See, to thirteen. Stop like telling lies, dude. Oh, we no. were together during this moment. No, I guess I got the exact age wrong. It was from from like fifth grade to seventh grade though. So I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it to happen. I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah. Moving on. Let's get some football. All right, so the big news this week in Houston Texans land is J.J. Watts out for the year. Torn pectoral. Uh, we talked about it a lot on Tuesday show. Um, it was kind of weird that he like finally started to start playing the run, and he turns his pectoral, finally making a run stop, and he's out for the year. And so, like, I didn't want this to happen, but here we are, and like, at least the conversation's dead now. The Jadavion clown cheer is a good idea. They trained from Barcavius Mingo's only played special teams. Jacob Martin has zero real pass rush moves. Only just like runs really fast from the line of scrimmage. And Gary on Conley, who was awful in Oakland, made one big play last week to help seal that win against Oakland. But without Watt, like their entire pass rush is done. They don't have the bridge from him to the next person. And one of the reasons for keeping Clem is that he's entering the prime of his career. Watt's missed two of the previous three seasons. And you know, now here we are. So I'm glad like that whole thing is just under the bed. We're done with those arguments that the client chair is actually very smart, very intelligent, very good. So wait, I'm confused. Are you for or are you for the clowning trade, or are you just saying kind of like I was right that you shouldn't have given up clowny because now you no, don't have somebody? No, the clowning trade was horrendous and stupid from the okay. very beginning. But like Got there it. was this, there was like tidbits of like right. problems of arguments you can make based off not the fact of like it was more like results based and process based. And now that we ha- we finally had the results, like yeah, it was stupid. It was a bad trade, and at least we're done now completely. Okay, so I don't. I don't know. I I kind of feel like how you you feel, and that's where you didn't want to say it out loud, but you kind of saw this coming. So your whole argument then with the clowny thing was just you wanted somebody to be able to pass the torch from JJ. That was one of the reasons. I mean, also he's like he's really good, and whenever you're going all in for this season by trading draft picks like Mutensil, why make your team worse at the same time because of it? And even then, too, the trade they botched it completely because they trade him after the deadline where teams could extend him. The reason why Frank Clark got first-round pick is because they could extend him immediately. You, why did D4 go for a second-round pick? Because they could extend him immediately. And all those teams lost that leverage after they traded him after the deadline. Do you think that maybe that the reason why they did it this way is just because they saw, and again, this is just a wild guess, but they saw like Patrick Mahomes play, and they kind of realized that Deshaun Watson can be that guy. You don't need a defense if we have that good enough of a quarterback and we can protect him. So you kind of just say, screw the defense, what the hell, and throw your hands up, and hopefully everyone stays healthy. And, mm. I mean, it's but, just... I mean, they haven't really done that, though. But it still seems like that you have a good enough offense. That's kind of what it seems like they thought. I mean, because it's like what we're talking about. 
if you didn't see that JJ that this was going to be coming at least later on in the year, then you're kind of delusional. There was no way he was not going to miss at least a few games. Well, he's. I weird didn't expect like, him to have season ending. He never. Though. No, but he never misses a few games. Yeah. It's either he plays or he I, misses the rest of the season. Uh, but the problem with that is that I just thought with age, they're though. not they're not aggressive on offense. They're all in on this team. It's like they and that was the reason why I didn't like the Tunsil trade. It wasn't one like I think trading that many draft picks is is a bad idea. It's ludicrous. And of course, like the trade's good right now because they haven't seen the they haven't lost the players they gave up for them yet. But it's the fact that the worst part of it is like you make your team worse that same day, and then make your try make your team better for now at the same time, and they just. Derode that entire relationship. They tried trim for an offensive tackle. They didn't want him. They won draft picks because of the the timing of the trade too on top of it. And like Clowney, I think, has like two sacks this year, but he's like so unbelievably close. He's the most double team player in football this year. He's leading the league in more ESPN's. than Aaron Donald. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. ESPN is able to track all this using player motion tracking now. And he's also leading the league in in pass rush win rate as an edge defender. I only look at pro football focus. I'm sorry. I'm good. Pro, yeah. pro, <laughs> pro, far, pro fart ball focus. That's what it is? Yeah. Spar ball? I don't know how all those guys look the same, too. They're all like some somebody from a computer with glasses on. And they're like, are they? Oh, and my favorite thing was Houston is number one rated uh, rushing offense by pro football focus. Their average is like 4.2 yards a carry. Yeah, that's good, right? They're like. 12th in DVOA, but sure, they have the best rushing offense by their player grade. They do, man. It's so talented. It's good. It's good. Um, so our picks last week, I went 1-3, you went 1-3, mainly because the Browns were 14-point underdogs, and they or they were they were 13-point underdogs that lost by 14. Can we touch on this for a little bit? Only because, did you hear Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I heard. Okay, what do you think? Who are He's you? a douche. Oh, and are you blaming? Who do you think's fault this season? Let's just touch on them just real quick here. Only because this is bad. I would say a lot of him not being good at the pressure and leaving the pocket too early. Because the pass blocking, I don't think it's been that bad at all. And then a lot of it's coaching. See, like, Kitchens has, has been terrible. And Kitchens should have been fired two games ago. You just have to fire Maybe him so. already. And the thing is, the Baker, he shouldn't be talking. Just stop. And it's because six TDs, 12 interceptions. He just, He's not doing anything. He's the anything. worst quarterback in football this year. And he's not... My issue with him this year, because I'm actually extremely disappointed, that's why I want to touch on it, because I was big saying that if they can establish the run, then maybe Baker will be able to get more confidence, open up the passing game. Chubb is amazing. Well, and it's always the other way around, too. Yeah. You, you throw to run, you don't run to throw. And, and it's like... Unless you have like a rookie quarterback, you know? And Chubb is so good, though, that what else, what else can you do? And you have so many weapons, everything is working but you. Yeah. Well... I mean, they're just a dumb football team. You know, we talked about after that Seattle game. I was just mesmerized by how dumb they were. I'll never get some, get over some of those decisions they made. And then last week against Cleveland, like, nobody's ever picked off a shovel pass before. I've never seen it. You, you won't even <laughs> see in a middle school game. And uh, I couldn't, I, I can't, I, I'll never get over it. I'll never get over that. Dude, anything's possible. They're just a just dumb, believe. they're a dumb team. And smart teams beat dumb teams, you know. It's true. But I thought thirteen. I thought talent wise, they wouldn't lose by more than thirteen. <laughs> last I just, week. I, yeah, you would think that they'd be able to get it close. And God, I hate the team. Yeah, we, we should make a rule that unless they win a game, we can't talk about them. Yeah, I don't want to at all. They're just yeah. dumb. There's like certain teams I'm, I'm like I'll watch depending on some things, but 
I'm, it's like if I'm nothing else after I've watched everybody else, I'll take a look at it. Second biggest point, biggest disappointment of this season is the Browns. The first is what we'll talk about today. Yeah. Um. So our picks, I went one three. You went one three. I'm fifteen and fifteen. You're fourteen and sixteen. And to make us feel a little bit better, these aren't our best bets. We're not saying like these are gonna hit for sure. These are the most interesting games of the week we're talking about. These are the hardest picks we're trying to make. These are these are these are some hard decisions we're making over here. Um, all I know is I feel like I'm winning. You're down by one game so far. <laughs> and somehow I feel like that's a win. So the games we're gonna talk about tonight are the Houston Texans, or I should say the London Englands playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are one and a half point favorites. We have Chicago going to Philadelphia. The Eagles are four and a half point favorites. Minnesota is going to Kansas City. The Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. And New England's going to Baltimore. Sunday night football. The Patriots are three point favorites. So we'll start with this. Uh, the London England's playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the first time these two teams played, the Jaguars won 13-12. Gardner Minshew wasn't allowed to throw the ball downfield all that game. Um, he was able to have some magic, tie the, tie the, potentially tie the game up, but rather than kick the two, rather than kick the field goal, they went for on two. DJ Reader closed the hole. He was able to slow down Fournette. Justin Remay tackle at the like two inch, two inch yard line, able to stop him. The Texans win. Um, the Jaguars are completely different now in offense. They're actually running more of a power oriented scheme. It's a lot more inside zone, a lot more guards pulling, a lot more tackles. They've gone away from the outside zone, which has made them. Uh, they're not great rushing offense, but they're dramatically better than they were to start the season. And also, Minshew's throwing the ball downfield, and they've kind of let him like actually do things. You know, it's not all right. Be cool, be chill, be chill, 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 chill. Uh, hold the ball. You know, let's try to get a lead here. Let's hang out. It's no, we're going to attack guys downfield. DJ Chark's a legitimate number one wide receiver. Chris Collin breaks out every once in a while. Westbrook's actually being used in this offense too. They've done a really good job using Fournette in the passing game now as well. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And actually, even with Westbrook, because he was out last week because he has like some type a of shoulder, yeah, some shoulder, neck, whatever it is. And so I think even this week he may be out. So it's just impressive. And with even Jacksonville giving up Jalen Ramsey, Jacksonville seems like they're heading in the right direction. They, what is he? They're is four he, and four. And is he four and three as a starter? Who, Minshew? Yeah. Yeah. So are they going to start him over Foles? I don't know what they're going to do. Probably. But he's, he's probably going to get hurt like week 13. And what will the? Come in. Oh, you just say that. It's because yeah, it's what Nick Foles. It's going to happen. Yeah. I, I I do agree, though. And I just think it's impressive that even without DD last week, he's just he destroyed the Jets. I wish that the Dallas Cowboys could do something like that. But apparently, no. But Minshew has just been on a tear. It's been impressive. And is he rookie of the year? I mean, I would give it to Josh Jacobs. Well, yeah, I mean, he was my pick to begin with, but who yeah. says, right? But I mean, I just, I just love Jacobs. He's so good because he runs so damn hard. Yeah, and like, no, but he makes these cuts at the second, third level. I'm like, oh, he's liquefying bones right here. It's... These are fatalities. <laughs> like he put this move on Zach Cunningham open field on a flat route catch. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can do that to somebody. Uh, as like a slow man, like watch him like that. It's like, wait. What is, what is going on here? But no, I mean, I guess the point here is that the Jaguars, it was Minshew's first start in week two. Um, they're actually letting him throw the ball downfield. They're being more aggressive. And they didn't take advantage of the Texans' pass defense that was, wasn't was very good in week two. Now Bradley Roby's out. Tayshawn Gibson's out. Lonnie Johnson's out. J.J. Watt's out. Um, their entire pass defense is hurt. They're like 22nd in pass defense DVOA. The Jaguars are 8th in pass offense DVOA. 
uh, with Minshew now, like, like really like in the offense. And again, they're throwing the ball vertically. They're attacking the sidelines. The only way I can cover Chark, I think they're going to even tr- have trouble covering you know Fournette here and there at times. Then we might cover Conley. And really, like this game kind of comes down to offensive game playing for both teams. Is Bill O'Brien going to be aggressive and not say, yeah, we're going to run the ball in second and 10. We're going to run the ball in first and 10. We're going to score nine points in the first half and be very conservative and take like 27 minutes to realize, oh, the Raiders linebacker is really bad. Let's attack them. Oh, they can't cover DeAndre Hopkins. Let's give them isolation routes and work on the center field. And it takes them that long to understand that. I don't think they have that luxury against Jacksonville, who's playing a lot more aggressive, who understands the matchups available to him, especially after they learn, you know, playing him the first time, because they did change their entire offensive game plan with like the last seven minutes of that game to come back and tie it. Or right. almost tie it, I should say. So with last week as well, I do want to talk about your quarterback a little bit because he's bothering me. Deshaun Lawson. Why is he not going down? And it's because whenever you would watch Oakland... Oh, the in the grasp thing? And it's because... Well, they're either, in the red zone. But no, no, no. It's either way, even earlier than that during the game, when the Oakland Raiders are around him and they are grabbing hold of him. Granted, he even scored the game-winning touchdown by doing this. He's twisting his body to get out of these plays. He is going to hurt himself. I can understand. Very quickly. I understand what you're saying if you're at the 40-yard line. But in the but red zone, you have to... the 40. No, I understand, what you're, I understand your argument with the 40-yard line. But in the red zone, yeah, he should do what he's doing. You're still, but then again, you're then telling a guy you can't do it here. You can only do it here. And I mean, it makes sense to say like it's third and twelve, just go down. Yeah, exactly. The problem is, it's Deshaun for some reason is not able to do that because he's a champion. I get he's a winner, you, but I need him he to took hold down Alabama. Up. He is fine. He took I've, down the Oakland Raiders. I last think week. he is great. I have nothing negative to say except for this thing. And it's like Deshaun. All I'm going to do is show you Kyler Murray tape. You're going to watch it. This is how you go down when somebody wraps you. But it's so hard well, to tell. Murray guy, doesn't even get wrapped though. Yeah, I know. He just <laughs> immediately falls back and turns his head though. It's just, it was disappointing to watch because I thought there were plays where he just got hit too hard, and I was a little bit nervous thinking that he twisted an ankle, twisted a leg, did something that was out of place, and then once he started getting the ball to Hopkins, which Hopkins is the key. like He should have like, 18 catches a game. You just throw it to him 25 times. Yeah. and it's There's beca- no rule on the number of times you can throw exactly. the ball. Exactly, and the thing is, it's you can tell that Deshaun's not comfortable with other receivers, and you can just throw it to Hopkins, a little 10-yard pass, He's just going to make a move. Yeah, It's just what he's going to do. He's so much better than everybody else. If you give him the ball, he'll make a move. I, Carlos, I, he's been off and on lately. He's I don't fine. Know. He's been off. He's, he's completely fine. Like Which, he's, not gonna, he's not good enough to carry a rushing offense. I agree. The but, passing offense has to stop their rushing attack. And you know what happened that second half of that game? They just ran a fast break offense, you know? You're well, playing basketball, and you have a two-on-one, and you wait until the guy make it make a move, make a decision, and then you just do the opposite of it. And then you got the Raiders linebackers all flummoxed and open up their running game. They're actually able to have success on first and ten. And, like, I don't I mean, they're, I don't know. They're not understanding this very well. Uh, but they can't be as passive-aggressive. They have to be aggressive from the very beginning. They need to get leads. They need to go up ahead. They need to understand we, got, we have to score 31 points every game because they have the talent to do so. Dude, that's like what I told you. If you score 30 points, I've been saying it all season. If you score 30 points, you're going to win the game. The problem with your team is also what I've been saying all season. Oh, here's our competition. Let's just play how they play. Yeah, it's the Texans. Let's just, just do what they do. You should never have been playing behind well, that, from the they, Oakland Raiders the and entire And like when we game. talked about, the, you know, all the way in August, I said the problem that the Texans face is that their defense is probably going to be bad and they have to win games 31-27. And Bill O'Brien doesn't win games like that. He wins He wins games 20-16 typically. 
And now, you know, they've won four, four they're four and three in one score games. They've won these close games. They've actually had some success in them. And really the difference is that, you know, Deshaun Watson is, you know, unbelievable. Um, the other concern this week is that Laramie Tensel hurt his shoulder and Titus Howard may or may not play. Uh, Robert Johnson didn't start last week. Chris Clark did instead. He couldn't even handle Benson uh, uh, Ms. Mayoa. And this week it's up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yang and Gakwe's come alive. They've done a lot of really cool things with Kalias Campbell. They have him rushing over the center, even though he usually rushes like a five technique, that sort of thing. Josh Allen's awesome. Taven Bryan shows some juice. And they've actually, they blitz a lot too. And the problem with Texans pass blocking wasn't like, I, you know, up a, I'm up one on one against this guy. I'm getting beat. It's, oh, they're blitzing a free safety and nobody's there to pick him up. Oh, they're, they have, they're overloading the sideline scrimmage and we're sliding over and this guy comes off the edge. I'm free. And Watson doesn't pick it up pre-snap and he doesn't throw hot and now he's sacked. And so the Jaguars are really blitzing a lot. And now you have an offensive line in, he was all flummoxed and confused. And so that's the other issue for the Texans during this game. It's the conserve, the conservativeness of the game plan, the Jacksonville Jaguars understand their offense, having a good passing attack. And the Texans are going to be going up against a really blitz heavy, aggressive defense for Jacksonville late. Dude, I don't know what you're doing right now, but it's sounding like that you're a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan over there. You're just like hey, Jags. Dude, you're like loving on the Jags with everything. Oh, I like their I like, offense. I like every team. Oh, I like the their number one new the receiver. Ugh, Chark is so great. Yeah, he is great. Oh, their defense. I'm sorry I'm not I'm sorry not like you where I can you love and appreciate everything. Like, oh, oh, I'm so that, sorry. Except like one thing. I don't fall underneath the spell of colors and what team jerseys look like. Yes, okay. It's a very important part of it. Okay. We're the only two teams That's I don't like are New England and Indy. And what? even then, I like Indy. I like the oh, I like the players Indy has. I just don't like Indy. <laughs> I don't Everybody even, else, I'm good with. I don't even know what that means. Either way, though, whenever it comes to this team this week, I I agree with you. Where by the way, I didn't even know that Tunsil was going to be out. That he, he's probably going to play. What's wrong? He hurt his shoulder in like the fourth quarter last week. Bad. He's probably going to play. I don't know. Well, maybe you he should just sit on the bench. Make a call, dude. What are you here for? The other funny thing about being a Texans fan is. Everybody complain about Jadavia and Clinton offsides. Tensil's leading the league in false starts this year. Oh, oh where are they? Where are the complaints? Because he can't do anything wrong because they traded two first You're round picks. You're not allowed to say anything negative about him. Um, but yeah, also, I don't know how the Texans are going to get pass rush. Like, there's matchups available to exploit here, especially like Juwan Taylor's stroke and uh, head on moves. Cam Robinson's had some problem with speed rushes with his knee issues. And like Minshew's like, he's really actually magical in the pocket and able to create some plays on his own. But yeah, I don't know how run. they're going to get a pass rush. They're like down to like Keon Crossan at cornerback. Garen Connolly's another number one cornerback. And he was, again, bad in Oakland throughout the season. And um, he gave up two big plays against Oakland last week. He made one big play after Tyrell Williams caught it over his head, but he had he was able to swat it as he was going down the ground. So I don't know. Like it's, a, it's a bad matchup for Houston because the Jags are a different team now. I don't know, man. That kind of looked like pass interference to me at the end there. I thought it was around. pass interference. I, either way. And like Gruden couldn't challenge it because he knew he was going to lose it. And well, he, he only had one timeout. Time yeah. Well, they had two, but he couldn't use that. Oh, I thought he only had one left on and that And he point. wasn't getting anyways, and he was so mad. Well, you're not so allowed stuck. to challenge it. It's just either way when it comes to those plays, there's, they've been happening more and more where they're letting the corners being able to grab a little bit more this year. I don't know what's going on with that, but... I think it's better when they're allowed to be more physical. You just got to be able... If you call it evenly across the board, I'm okay with it. You just can't pick and choose. But either way, I'm just happy that the Texans did pull it out so we look a little better this week because we did get that pick right. No, that's the, one, that's the only one we got right. All right, But cool. it's because we picked the Raiders to cover. Oh, God. We got it right, though, because okay. the Raiders covered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Texans are four-and-a-half-point favorites. We're like, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. 
Okay. Because um, that was a closer matchup, you know, heading into it. But I think it's a bad matchup for Houston, but they have Deshaun Watson, and I think Hopkins should have a really good game. I think Still should have a good game. And, like, as long as they game plan well and they're aggressive offensively, they should win this game. But that's the problem with them with the head coaching issues that they have. So, anyways, I have Houston winning 27-24, but I'm going to take Jackson with the points, even though the Texans are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Man, you actually have a high-scoring game. I'm going to go off of kind of the first time they played here. We're going to go with 21-16 Houston. If it's 21-16, the Jaguars are winning this game. It's divisional games, man. It doesn't matter. Anything if, can if happen with divisional is, if this games. this game is low score and the Jags are winning it. I just Anything can happen, and that's where I didn't even expect you guys to get 13 the last game that y'all played against them. So either way, that's why I'm picking this. It doesn't make sense. Division games don't make sense. Again, the, well, I swear, like I was talking, if you're listening to me, the, ja- the Jaguars' offense is completely different than it was week two. It does it's week it, nine. Again. That was seven weeks ago. You don't believe in the divisional game. You just yeah, I believe understand it. what you're saying. You don't but understand. These are, but it, that was seven weeks ago. Who cares? The Jags are different now. I think division is division. I think it's going to be high school. Oh, that's actually because we could talk about it. You have the best division in the AFC? Uh, I, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is the real deal. I <laughs> told you. I'm glad. We've been waiting for this because all he does, he has that cannon and he just throws. Yeah. He doesn't even really well, it's also cannon. like, don't let Derrick Henry run into A-plus boxes over and over again. That's true, Give too. him some breath. Let him breathe, dude. Yeah. Let, let the worm breathe, <laughs> man. So the next thing we have here is the Chicago Bears going to Philly. The Eagles are four and a half point favorites. So let's take a look at the Bears offense real fast. Last year, they finished... Ninth in point score per game at 26.3. They finished 28, 20th in offensive DVOA. This year, they're 18.3 points a game, which is 27th. They're 28th in offensive DVOA. 21st with the pass, 27th against the run. Their running offense has been the one that's dropped off a little bit more. Their passing almost about the same. The reason why their points per game was a lot more last year wasn't because the offense is significantly worse. It's that they had an all-time great defense that set up easy throw or set up short fields, score points on their own to inflate that total. But then we talked about in the preseason, we said, well, the Bears probably won't have an all-time great defense again. These things tend to regress. It should be a very good one, which it is this year, but the offense needs to pick up the slats to make it happen. That hasn't happened all whatsoever. Um, the offense is worse this year, and it's one of the, like, that Chargers game, it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Matt, I'm lost. I hate them. I said that Chicago was going to be, and I even said, I go, all right, maybe it's just because the running game, maybe something's not working. But we had 120 yards. Well, he had over 120 yards last game. And the problem with their running game is that it's too lateral. It's It needs to be, it needs to be vertical. You need to get upfield with that. What's the biggest problem, the quarterback or the coach? Or uh, actually, not even coach. It's like play calling. What's the biggest problem? It's, it's a like, combination of the two. Yeah. And like I mean, Trubisky is too inconsistent. He's too he misses terrible. too many open open field throws. It's Ten like, yards over the he guy. He misses too many open downfield throws, and also like his pocket awareness has been awful this year. He's turning and running in the pocket. Yeah, he's not stepping up. Like there's a lot of sacks that he's taking where it's like the May. Well, it's like the opposite Mayfield, where Mayfield runs to the right into pressure. Trubisky just doesn't step up. He just stands back there and thinks he has forever. Oh, and here comes the edge rush, but he's so deep in the pocket he can't evade it at all. Yeah, and that's actually so funny because it's just a combination because this is also the biggest disappointment of the year is the Chicago Bears. They shouldn't be in the position they're in. And by the way, they should have even lost to Denver. 
Yeah. So they should be worse, and it's they keep just having these close games. They don't look as solid. The defense is. I, are they ranked like top five? Are they five? They have a fringe top five defense. Yeah, and so. They're still holding up, and just like you even called, I will give you credit because that was like my bold prediction before the year was they'll have more turnovers. You laughed at me. And then you were right on the whole, like the historically great defense. They had so many turnovers that assisted with the offense. This year they didn't have that, but I still didn't expect them to regress on the offensive side the way they are. Well, they're they're, Even without the turnovers. The the problem is they stagnate on offense. They didn't get better. Uh, And that's what we kind of assume. And the reason why my... Argument for was that Trubisky from his sophomore junior year was enormous difference, and then from his rookie year to his second year was enormous difference, and this year he's worse, you know. And like I think the biggest problem with their offense is it's way too lateral. Like Matt Nagy does all these like cute things and they get two yards. He kills the skill pl- players with these like big so lofty true. passes at the line of scrimmage to get them murdered. Um, they have a lot of routes that they run where guys are just running into each other. Like last year, Tariq Cohen's their best wide receiver. He's not being used in the pass game very well. Allen Robinson exists like once every two weeks. Um, I like their offense the most whenever they spread it out. They go four wide receiver sets. They're more vertical, and they use that to set up their running game. It's not the fact they need to run the ball more. It's that they need to throw the ball downfield to set up their running game more. Well, no, and that's what I was meaning is that for some reason, I was thinking that they needed to at least establish a run game or give Cohen the ball more, but... Even the run game was established and it still didn't work because their quarterback can't do anything. Well, and, and he's absolutely worthless. But he makes like these really great throws, though. He makes like six or seven throws a game. You're like, wow, <laughs> there's something there. But it's just it's the consistency part of it. And he can't score. I, I think part of it is their play calling. Yeah, there was a, a pro- until they have another kicking problem now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there was a part of that game too. So they had four red zone trips. They scored nine points. That's what you want. And these are all field goals that were 30 yards or less. It was like that Cincinnati-Arizona game earlier in the year. On one of those red zone trips, Matt Nagy ran a draw play on like third and seven. He's like, what are you even doing here? And he runs, and all of the plays that they ran, they were bootlegs to the short side of the field with three guys running to the same area. He's like, isolate somebody, throw some quicker routes to sit in zone coverage. Hey, you know you should do? Throw the ball to Tariq Cohen. Probably that, or even like attack Thomas Davis, you know. He's been slow this year in coverage, didn't do anything like that at all. And also it's like run, run, pass. Is the same problem that Matt LaFleur had in that uh, in that loss that they had to Chicago. Or not to Chicago, but... Wait, with Green Bay? <sighs> yeah. Uh, or they got killed in, the, killed in the red zone that game. Was it Minnesota? May, I don't know. Maybe it was Chicago. No, because they beat Chicago 10-3. In week one. Yeah. I don't... I, I don't. I can't remember how I'm in front of me. But that being said, also Nagy did things like uh, he settled for a 43 yard field goal to win the game. They have one timeout left in 45 seconds. He kneels it. He settles for a 43 yard field goal after their kicker missed a field goal earlier from closer with a, their backup kicker and all the kicking issues that they've had as well too. One was a donk, of course, and he's just kind of a coward. You know, he's not aggressive. He talks this big game about being aggressive, running the ball, saying the tone, that sort of thing. And then he doesn't do it all whatsoever. All right, who's the biggest coward? Baker Mayfield, Kitchens, Trubisky. I mean, the Browns aren't <laughs> cowards. They're just dumb. Yeah. They're aggressive, well, but they're no, no, just no. dumb. Baker's a little bit of a coward this year. With the, with the way Baker's he a little bit of a coward. Rush. Yeah, yeah so. And it's also like, just say, yeah, we're working hard. We're going to try to work our way through this. This is, this is not how we expected to go. And Don't be a douche with him. But 
No, I don't think I don't think the I think the Bears are kind of cowardly with some of these decisions they made. There is also one really funny stabs in the first half of that Chargers game, and it says first downs, the Bears nine, the Chargers one. Oh my god! You know the score was three zero. Oh my god! <laughs> and then immediately after that, six zero. Mike Williams makes an absurd catch for forty seven yards. Uh, Melvin Gordon breaks, cuts back inside, scores a touchdown seven six, and they're playing from behind. Like things snap really fast. You have to be better in the red zone, and I think a lot of that has to do with play calling, though, too. I just I don't understand this team at all, and it's just such a big disappointment. I think we understand it very well. No, though. I don't I think we understand. understand it. I mean, like Matt, I think it's disappointing, but we understand why and what's going on there. Though I don't understand how you can regress the way you regress. That's where I'm at with it. It's the same thing with Baker. That's where I'm lost with it. I get, and that's where I it's like I hard for me really not to re- blame the coaching. Though. I don't think it's really regressed that much. It's it's Whoa. stagnated. It's regressing. The offensively, it's just like they have the same issues they had last year. They just don't have an all-time great defense anymore. Here's the thing, though. But if your team is just supposedly getting better, and you're adding pieces to it to make you better, to their give offense you more is options, the same, though. That's what I'm saying. So like what is? A, but again, like progression isn't always linear. And last year, they had an all-time great defense that set them up. They I, don't have that luxury this year. But their defense is the doing turn- as much as they can. Yeah, they don't have the turnovers last year to give them the short Hold on, though. they had last year. We need to look it up, or maybe you have it right now. Does Trubisky have more turnovers this year than he did last? I don't know. Do you know? No idea. Okay. We'll look that up. We'll do next time. But, but yeah, uh, either way, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Because, again, there was the game, I think it was Denver, where all he did was just throw picks and set them up in the red zone each and every single time. I don't remember him doing that. He looks terrible. So last year, the Bears forced 36 turnovers on defense, the first in the league. Mm-hmm. This year, they've forced 11 turnovers, which is 11th. Again, there's a substantial difference between the two. But that's, um, I mean, yeah, but like 36 is like all-time great. Nobody I got does you, that. but it's still 11. It's not that bad. And then last year, Trubisky had a 2.8% interception rate. This year, he's a one point, he has a 1.5% interception rate. He's not turned the ball over more. Again, like the offense is just stagnated. And it hasn't, it has, they haven't, they had to fill the gap between the defensive drop off that was happening. What's touchdown ratio here? Uh, he went from 24 touchdowns to five. But again, the point score goes back to having a defense that creates turnovers and sets up open fields. So, like, the, they're. But it also not, goes back to what you said about the game, how they had all the red zone trips and they just couldn't yeah. put it in. The thing is, the Bears aren't, like, confusing. It's just unexpected. Well, and I guess even then, it's, it's like. It's every. See, like. I wouldn't even call it unexpected is that we. We we thought this was gonna happen, it didn't happen, but they're not really confusing. confusing. I think it's pretty understandable what's going on there. I don't think it's understandable at all. Um, I think so, I'm lost. All right, they're playing the Eagles this week. <laughs> oh, let's, oh yeah, we got another we team to talk we about. We need to talk about the Eagles. Wait, last, what? We gotta make picks here. We only have so much time. The <laughs> Eagles last week they ran the ball well against the Bills defense that has trouble running the ball in a bad weather game, and uh, they ran the ball well against them, and that was the difference in that one. So what's your pick for this game? <laughs> Chugging it up. Eagles ran. We're done. Yeah, that was pretty much what happened last week. All right, so as sad as this is, and I don't want to do this, I need Chicago to win this game, but I think it's going to be Philly. I have Philly 28. I have Chicago 25. That's Hell, a lot of points. It could be 27 I wanted to do. 28-27 is really what I wanted to do. I have Philly 20. The Eagles, I mean, I have Philly 20, the Bears 14. I'm not worried about Philly scoring the points. I think no matter what, Philly's going to have those points. I'm more worried about Chicago getting that point total. Yeah. Of getting up to 25, to be honest. For sure, that's a lot of points. I don't think they've even scored like 25 this year. Just let you, wait. Oh, Chicago? 
Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's because the secondary for Philly's so bad. Yeah, but Trubisky's just missed a lot of downfield throws. He is going to have so many open shots in he this will. game. If he does he not connect in this secondary, you have to sit him. If you're not connecting against the Philadelphia Eagles, then you have issues. Well, Daniel can't connect either. He's a bad downfield thrower, too. Man. They don't have another option. So they scored 31 against Washington. They scored 25 against New Orleans. There you go. See, it's possible still. <laughs> I, guess I so. still, I, I don't know. But Philly, I need to lose. Please freaking lose. I hate that Scandrick. Was it Scandrick? He talks smack about them. Here they are. Guy, why did you talk smack? Just shut the hell up. I thought that was a more important game for the Cow. What we talked about that was a more important game for the Cowboys, just because they have a tougher schedule. Um, so the Whatever. next game we have here, Minnesota going to Kansas City. So the Vikings on play action, they're running play action thirty five percent of the time, which is first in football. They're averaging nine point one yards of play on play action passes, which is eighth. The they're rushing offense, DVA is seventh. They're seventh in uh, rushing yards per carry. They're playing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs have really bad linebackers. This is a game where you can, where you have a great rushing offense, a great play action attack, going up against really bad linebackers. And uh, I don't think this game's going to be really like all that close. I think it's going to be like a 10 point game or so. I'm actually surprised you wanted to pick this game only because I agree with you. Like, I don't understand the spread here. It's I neither do I, and all Minnesota has to Matt, what do you want to do? You want to run against them? Or do you want to throw it against them? I don't know. Let's run this play. Okay, here's a fifty yard run. You want to throw it against them? Just throw a bomb to Thielen or Diggs. They'll well, catch it. Th- but that's the thing though, is that the Chiefs do have good cornerbacks. They do play the they do cover the deep ball well. But the thing is all their Diggs deep or passes are fine. their deep passes are to their run are against running backs. You know what I mean? Their deep passes are are more like tight ends getting up against their bad linebackers. They yeah, don't but really they're not going to throw it to Rudolph for a deep pass. I mean, I'm not saying that in this game, but I'm saying, like, I'm not worried about Thielen and Diggs against Kansas City. I'm worried about Dalvin Cook and Madison against Kansas City. Either way, but Dalvin Cook is the reason why Thielen and Diggs then become open because once Dalvin Cook is established, is, by well, the way, typically, is he the still leading rusher in the league? Cook. I think McCaffrey passed him again. Okay. But, again, again, that's how it typically works for Minnesota, but I don't think that's how it's typically going to work against Kansas City. You know what I mean? Because Kansas City's good defending those sort of passes. Wait, okay. You know they what? Have good I'll make you, you know what? It's just easy. I'll make you a bet. One of them go over 100 yards. Over 100 yards? Yeah. That's not the same thing as catching deep passes, though. Okay, then they both have a pass over 40 yards. Each one catches one for Each 40? one catches one for okay. over 40. Yeah, I'll take that. All right, dinner bet. Okay. All right, cool. All right, we'll go to Taco Bell. All right, deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where I'm not, I'm just really just think Cook's going to run the ball really well against them. The one yeah. thing, though, is that Matt Moore has scored 54 points in his last two games. It's good, man. Um, he scored a lot of points against the Broncos, scored a lot of points against the Packers, and Packers have a really good pass rush. But it's more like Moore's good. Like, he's a, he's a good backup. Such I love a great Matt adequate Moore. backup. Man. The Texans could have gone to a Super Bowl. He was their quarterback in 2016. <laughs> you still and I'll keep saying that. Still keep going. I was saying that three years ago. I'm going to keep saying it. But, I mean, the job Andy Reid's done as an offensive play caller, it's like get some of these guys open. But that touchdown call to Kelsey last year was surreal, last week was surreal. Um, that screen pass to Hardman was surreal. He's done such a good job creating open throws for Matt Moore. And they're able to actually, you know, put – I guess 24 points up against a good Packers, you know, pass defense in that one. And the Packers, of course, run the clock out by attacking their linebackers. Aaron Jones was uncoverable in the passing game. But nothing with the wide receivers is all to their running backs last week. Yeah, no, no. And I completely agree with you. And I 
that's kind of the argument, though, with Andy Reid in the Kansas City and with Donovan McNabb, now Patrick Mahomes. Are these guys that great, or is just Andy Reid the offensive genius to be able to get these guys to get all these plays, get all these yards? Because just like what we saw with Moore, dude, Moore was great. He's good. I mean, he looked like a fine quarterback, I mean, though, to have. He's, yeah, he's fine. But like these are yeah. open throws he's making. There's obviously a big difference between him and Mahomes. Well, you just have like a lot of weapons, like what we've always yeah, said yeah. in Kansas City, and they're finally healthy when Mahomes is going out, which also I'm still bothered because you even told me last year's, or last week he was questionable. He's questionable again. Why is he questionable when he had his kneecap popped into place on the field? I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something there with their injury, their uh, training staff. Is it just because they? What is their? What is their record, by the way? They're five and three, and so this is the most important That's thing. That's what about I was going to say. Yeah, this is the best thing to happen for a football fan, for you and I, everybody else listening, football fans out there. They need to keep losing because they're going to win the AFC West. Yeah, I understand I Los Angeles is three and five. But you don't have to worry about Denver. Oakland, they just know, their lost Flacco, by the terrible. way. They're going to be even better because of that. <laughs> uh, but the if the Chiefs are like ten and six, you know what that means? What does that mean? New England in the second round. They're going to have to get Kansas City, Houston, or Indy potentially. Uh, they're not going to get this like second round. Like oh, so that's what you're wanting finally. Yes, I got you now because we talked about them. that too. Where finally they're going to play. They don't have the cupcake game. that they would actually have a tough opponent to play. Well, wait, who's who else is then going to... Oh, are you saying then... Probably Baltimore's the two seed. New England's uh, the one seed. I mean, like they're, of course, they beat Houston in the playoffs because Bill Bryan can't beat Bill Belichick. But that's a lot different than playing Tennessee. It's a lot different than playing, like... I can't even remember who they played last year in the second round. They walked right through it. Hold on. They don't play anybody oh, until the AFC title game. It was... No, no, they didn't walk through it. Oh wait, they did. Yeah, and you and I were we picked the big phonies. It was yeah. the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what that they was. They just walk into the AFC title game every year. So this year, I think it's finally be different. Uh, I think the biggest difference between Matt Moore and Patrick Mahomes is that Patrick Mahomes can make up for his defense giving up thirty-one points. Matt Moore can't, and so like, it's and true. Matt Moore just doesn't make like the throws that throws guys open. He's making the easy throws created by Reed. But Mahomes even exists outside the confines of the offense. And that's fair. That Moore's not going to win you the game, but he's going to be adequate where if you can get a lead and you can help him out, you can just do some things to yeah. get a lead and establish a lead. You can maintain it versus coming from behind, which that's asking a lot for the guy to do. Yeah. How old is Matt Moore? Is he 36? I don't know. He's, he's an older cat. Yeah. Either way, it's just impressive to watch. And even against the Green Bay defense, he did fine. It's just Aaron Rodgers proved... He's in the MVP race, and I will even admit, he, man, that was impressive. He looks really good this year, too. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, thrown to his running backs. I think my favorite thing about watching him play, though, is the way he controls the pocket. That's what I mean. And, like, a lot of the scrambling he did, too. Uh, but I mean, he like, believes in the offense for once, man. He believes in the play calling. Yeah, I mean, because they just run a lot of play action, and their running attack's good, and they're balanced. It's not like, oh, yeah, let's go spread five wide receiver sets, and you have two good wide receivers. Yeah. You know? The other thing, too, it's like Kansas City's defense last week was a little bit more interesting. They blitzed a lot. Uh, but, man, I mean, their linebackers are so bad. It's like so Reggie awful. Raglan's bad. Ben Nieman's bad. Uh, Damian, I mean, Albert Wilson's bad. Or Damian Wilson's bad, whatever his name was. The one thing that, was, that I liked about last week was that LaShawn McCoy finally fumbled. He holds the ball like this. Like, 
I thought he fumbled like two weeks ago too. Nah, but he was he actually had a bad fumble in their own territory that led to a oh. touchdown. Because he holds the ball way too far out and he's like having too much fun with it. He's playing NFL Street out there. Yeah. And like he finally suffered some repercussions. He's Shady for McCoy, it. baby. It's what he does. Yeah. And it, he ruined Damian Williams, who I really enjoy watching run. That's actually very true, and it's because Andy Reid and him have a love connection that nobody else can understand. Yeah, I don't get Andy it. Reid just has an infatuation with some guys. It's just yeah, you're, you're mine. It's the same thing with Jerry Jones, though. Yeah, <laughs> the other thing I like about the Chiefs too is their receivers will catch a pass like for four yards, run three yards backwards to create more space from the like second level of the defense, and then loop all the way back around for first downs. I really enjoy that. That's just because they have like the fastest human beings alive. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's. It's a video game is what it is, which, by the way, that also goes back to this game is going to be fun. I just don't. I hate that Kansas City's defense is so bad that you just won't be able well, to keep um, up. It's their fault. Ogba had a good game last week, but don't pay Tyron Matthew $15 million a year. When what are you talking about? That's bad. their best player. Who made zero plays last week? The Honey Badger is the best player. Made zero plays. You love the Honey Badger. You said you would let him pour honey on you. Pour some sugar on me. Pour some honey on Maybe. me. Maybe. Uh, how In much did you pay to watch Hardman race Tyreek Hill for a hundred meter dash? I pay ten bucks. I'd probably pay five because I think Tyreek would easily win. I think he'd win, but because yeah. like Hardman's a little bit taller, but I pay ten bucks. I play. It's cr- they're both insane. Um, so what's your pick for this game? All right. So my pick. All right. Hold and on. again, the Chiefs are at That's home. That's what I was going to ask. What they're do I got for the point, point favorites? All right, I'm going to pick the Chiefs in 28 to 31. See, I'm Minnesota winning. Yeah. 31-28? Yeah. Okay, I'm making hold, sure. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. 38-28 is what I have written down. So, KC 38, Minnesota no, no, no. 28? Minnesota 38, KC 28. I don't know why you made that so confusing for me. <laughs> I just wanted to confuse you, man. You're supposed to keep up. I can't read my own handwriting sometimes. All right. So I got Minnesota 27, the Chiefs 24. I just think it's a one-score game just because Reed's going to create some open throws. And I would even mention the fact that the Vikings just have a top-10 defense again, just like every year. They're just going to keep doing that. So it helps Kirk Cousins. Um, but, I mean, the Packers have a good pass defense. They really – like, Kansas City didn't really run the ball at them that much. It was a lot of stuff through the air. And more was good against them. And so I I don't know. I just I think they're gonna run the ball very well against them and more is not gonna make the difference that Mahomes can make. I agree with you. And that's where I still believe, no matter what you say, that Minnesota's gonna be able to pick and choose what they want to do. Put it on the board. It's Thielen, forty yard catch, Diggs forty yard catch. That's what I'm talking about, baby. All right. Taco Bell's on the line. So have you bought into Kirk Cousins yet? No, because it's the exact same <laughs> thing no matter what. Give me a game where it matters, where he actually has to make a play, and then we're cool. Until then, no. I've seen so much of his like, has Kirk Cousins from the corner? No, we've no. seen this before. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just cool. It. I'm glad he's putting up the y'all, stats now. Y'all keep having these conversations. It took his wide receivers to yell at him and to then threaten that they wanted to be traded for him to now perform this way. Yeah. I'm glad that now we're going to be able to see the and Kirk Cousins. Just, I mean, like the play-action pass team has been great. That's yeah, the best thing done for him. But yeah, pay a quarterback $32 million and make it as easy as possible yeah, for him. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad that he has all the weapons Put Matt Moore in that offense. But that's why I talk about with Dak. I love Dak. I'm a gigantic, uh, gigantic fan. But I'm not paying you $44 freaking million. That's what I'm not doing. Yeah. And it's the same thing hey, with Kirk Hey, pay Matt Cut. more than much, dude. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So the last game we have here, the big game, it's always a big game when these two teams play. That's right. The New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are at home. The Patriots are still three-point favorites. So the Patriots are 8-0. They've, guess how many points they've allowed this year? Hold on. How many points did? Total. It has to be 61. It's 61, exactly. Look at that, baby. Yeah, good job. Uh, they've played absolutely nobody except for the Buffalo Bills. I know. And that still took Matt Barkley coming for Josh Allen, getting his he threw. And Philadelphia just destroyed them, so now it's like, what are Buffalo Bills? The Bills again, the Bills have trouble oh, stopping the run. See, this is your bias bad weather. No, it's a bad <laughs> weather game. It's like the Panthers against the 49ers last week. The Panthers have a bad run defense, where the 49ers do. They run the ball really well. Like that's the difference between the two. Sometimes the 49ers are the best team in the NFL, Matt. I don't know about that just yet. But like, <laughs> whenever you have a matchup that's big of a difference, you know, you have games like that that happen where it's just the wrong team that you're playing that week. Um, so for New England, they're they've been playing by yet this year. I haven't watched them very much just because the best thing they play is Buffalo. That's the only like New England game I really pay attention to. But they're about to play Baltimore. Then they have the bye. Then they play Philly, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City. Then after that, Cincy, Buffalo, Miami. <laughs> so <laughs> we're like, I'm actually going to watch. They have a nice little four-game stretch here. Yeah. So like, it actually gets tough for a second. We can have a better idea how uh, New England is. But they're the best defense in football. Brady's been perfectly good. Their rushing attack is still very good. It's the Patriots, you know. We know what they are. All right. Kind of. And we don't. This defense, I don't think, is as good as it really is, though. All right, it's this easy. I don't think Tom Brady has been that good. Granted, I don't think he's had enough weapons for us to be able to see. Mohamed Sanu is still learning the playbook. Hopefully, we're going to be to see a little more action. However, Matt, how many yards did Chubb have against them last week? I don't know. 120. I mean, what it doesn't is, really matter when you're oh, down. What the New England Patriots defense does have a struggle actually defending against is the run. All Baltimore does is run the ball. The only thing that's bothering is, do you think it's going to be a little upsetting with Bill Belichick? Is he going to put Lamar Jackson in his place? Do you think he's just going to be the genius that he is, put just some type of defensive strategy where anything he tries to do with the fancy runs, Bill's just going to have a guy there that hits him? I think Bill's going to be an a-hole this entire thing. Yeah, I've, that's you, a good point. I guess the, I don't know, the Patriots, yeah, their run defense is bad by the numbers, but whenever you're up by that much... You don't care about the run. I, like, I of course, like, fine, Chubb, you're down by 21. You run the ball as much as you want, sweetie. You have a great time. <laughs> you're doing great, Nick. You're you adorable. <laughs> we don't care at all. We, we have a big lead. You can run the ball. You're wasting your time by doing so. I think that's where that really comes from. I still like their, I don't think their run defense is as bad as numbers indicate because of that. But, like, but I, I think, Baltimore does. of course, Baltimore is the best rushing attack in football yeah. this year. Um, that Seattle game. They ran that play on third and six on their own goal line where I don't know if it's a design draw or not, but Jackson goes back to pass. He holds the ball back there for like two seconds, three seconds or so. And then he has Ingram run up the field, hit Bobby Wagner, and then Jackson runs for 47 yards and they end up kicking a field goal on that drive. But they had like a 97-yard drive because of that play. Um, they just like they just do some wild things that I've never seen before. Like I've never seen that before. I don't know if that was a designated draw or that's just nobody's open, Jackson takes off and run. Odds are it's probably a designated draw. They, I, that's what I thought watching it. All they've done is 
they said the entire offseason Harbaugh just developed an entire offensive well, it's strategy. It's not Harbaugh. It's Greg Roman. No, no, no. He brought in Greg he Roman. Where in, they yeah, just yeah. worked together in order to develop it. He's, but Roman, I don't know if he gave we him, t- him. We talked about this. He I mean, put Roman, himself in the sentence. Roman's the guy who <laughs> was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Uh, during the Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So Harbaugh, what, doesn't, Harbaugh doesn't design the offense. Though. I'm just saying Harbaugh put himself in the sentence. But that's saying yeah, that he they ha- both he did, did it's, it. It's the same thing as like Matt LaFleur, like, the best thing he did this year is keep my team. You just called Harbaugh a liar. It's cool. I'm going to tell him. No big deal. That's fine. You tell Harbaugh <laughs> that he didn't design this passing Dude. offense and rushing offense that Greg Roman's been doing for like seven years. I'm now. saying you call him a douchebag. That's I what didn't you call just him did. Either. either way, though, with this team, I feel like this is kind of Baltimore's test. What I'm still weirded out about and why I still can't buy into Baltimore, though, is the Cleveland loss. That's where I'm they, having a it's, hard time. It made a lot more worse than it was just because Baltimore had a lead. And then you force Jackson throw, and then Chubb didn't do much until the third quarter of that game when they had a lead. But do you not think that maybe the Cleveland and also like teams have bad games you here? Like, and there. So you like this? You think that Baltimore is I don't the real the, deal I don't, with this team? I have no problems with the Cleveland loss. Zero problems all whatsoever. I do, and it's just and it was like five weeks ago. But again, it's like what we talk about. Where guess what they're gonna? What do you think New England's gonna force him to do? Uh, this is what I think what's gonna happen is. The biggest thing they're probably going to do is, like, they're going to funnel Lamar Jackson where they want him to be. And they're so they're going to run blitzes. Well, it's not entirely that, but they're going to run blitzes and stunts to force them to their guys. You know what I mean? And like, a lot of stuff that you do, you watch defensively, it's not really like you can cover or stop teams, but you just force the ball where you want it. You don't want to let them, like, you know, attack the, the numbers advantage of your offense. You want to flip it back in your direction. I think that's the biggest thing New England's going to do against Lamar Jackson. It's not they're not gonna spy on McCalvey and Noah and just have him sit no, there. No, I don't think so. Because you can't do that with Lamar. Yeah, because he's just too. And that's he what was I love. Unfair on that wet field in Seattle too. Like everybody's slipping around, falling, and he's just running, just like smooth, oh. even on that wet field. And that's who it was. It was Pete Carroll, where he goes, you know, you watch tape and you see how fast he is, and it's just not the same. Yeah. Because he was like, <laughs> he just thought he was so much quicker in real life, which is really cool to hear. And it's kind of the one thing where everyone's saying that to New England. Are they going to be able to see? This is going to be fun. It's going to be a this lot of fun. This is going to be finally a good Sunday night game instead of the Monday night game that we got gross. Two gross teams. Whoever's, to play. whoever's picking the Monday night games in August, they should talk to somebody else instead. I don't understand. It's like they get the worst games on ESPN. And the Monday night games have been bad last year, too. If They've I been remember. bad for like four years. Yeah. Like, why are ratings down in primetime? It's because you're picking terrible you're games. You're picking terrible games. And th- they've kind of figured it out for Thursday night where they made Thursday night matchups good. Thursday night matchups are good. Um, but I think that's the one thing they're going to do. The one thing I like about Baltimore in this game is they have a really, like, midfield passing attack. And they're going to be able to minimize New England's quarterback play some. Like, Stephen Gilmore, yeah, fine, put on Miles Blank and who cares. But they're more of a tight end passing attack. So then they can, they can throw the ball against the middle field a little bit more too. And I think for them too, it just like comes down to having a lead meal play their style as well. Cause like Jackson misses throws, you know, he does yes. have accuracy problems. The one thing that makes me mad too, is you see, Oh, I guess Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver. Oh, I guess he's not running back. He's a quarterback. It's so like, nobody thought he wasn't a quarterback. Bill Polian said that dumb thing. And then it's created this entire narrative, but nobody thinks that at all. Everybody agrees. Jackson should be a quarterback, but at the same time, like he misses open throws. He has some accuracy issues. But everything he does so well makes up for that entirely and completely. Is he a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky? 100%. That's all you need to know. And that's a starting point. Like, quarter- 24 quarterbacks than Mitch Trubisky this year. <laughs> that's what I mean. But if you just even go down the list this year, he's 
better than more than half, and it's not even close. He just deserves the credit and the whole wide receiver thing. It's like what you said. It's one guy says it, the media then takes off with it. They need to just kind of relax these days because Lamar is just running the Tim Tebow offense that Tim Tebow deserved when he was in Denver. He's run the Kaepernick offense is what he's running. Oh, I'm sorry. Tebow didn't even run that offense. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) We were talking about Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow got crapped on while Lamar got an entire offense for him. Just saying. These are two entirely different things. (laughs) You know what? Just let me have my dream here. I understand. These are two entirely different things. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the other thing too, like that Seattle game, there was the pick six that Wilson threw. That was a terrible throw. That was god awful. Also, like, he threw it towards Peters, too. Um, and all and Peters then, wants to do is go for the ball every single time, so you just don't throw it where it's grabbable. Yeah, and that really changed that changed the entire dimension of that game. But just like the way Baltimore is able to just get their guys open is a lot of fun. And then Jackson made one throw that game, and that was that deep pass to Miles Boykin. And that was it. Everything else was just like running, setting up easy stuff. And Hollywood's um, not playing, right? No. And Mark Still Andrews out. dropped three passes that game, too. So, like, I don't know. I think it's the Patriots are smarter. They're going to do things this game to kind of crowd Jackson. But I think if they play each other in the playoffs, it's going to look nothing like this game we're going to see. That's the big... Interesting. Uh, that's a big prediction. If they play each other in the AFC title game, I think it's going to look entirely different. Okay, so I think Baltimore is going to make their. Do you offense think both of them are not going to show any type of hand here? No, I don't think so. I think Baltimore is going to learn from this game, make their offense better, for if they play each other in the playoffs this year. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming then that you have New England winning this game. Yeah, I do. All right. Are you want me to pick then? Yeah, you pick first. All right. I have Baltimore winning this game. Twenty-five. I'm New England. Twenty-two, and it's this easy. <laughs> Tom, 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 there's something going on here because he's, he's not old. It's the same thing we see every year. As he doesn't like getting hit. The problem, the problem with that exactly though, though, but it's gotten worse with it. The problem it's is that worse, the exactly Ravens said. couldn't rush the passer in Seattle. The Ravens have had a terrible pass yeah, rush this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got their you. their coverage hasn't been that good because of it. And so this is a this is a this is a bad matchup for the Ravens. But, uh, defense as well. But Tom too. throws the ball so much quicker now because if some guy even gets close, he's worse than Kyler Murray. Yeah. Like, he is. But I'm not worried about him in this game because the, the Ravens have zero pass rush right now. I think they have it, and it's because I'm going off of the defense of New England, how Baltimore has that running game. New England's been bad against the run. I'm going off that. That's my game. Yeah, it's fine. That's fine. Good. Good. I'm glad it's fine. Well, you know what? I need you to approve of it, okay? Yeah, I can understand that reasoning. I just don't think it's a argument they're going to win because the Ravens' defense, because their passing is no, going to no, no. this year. Oh, well, their I run just defense think is Tom's good. not going to score a lot of yeah. points. Is my thing. I just don't think Tom's going to score a lot of points. He doesn't need to. He'll do that in January. If that right. arm turns into a cannon again, something is up. It's going to happen. At least the good thing is, hopefully, they play like KC in the in the second round. This Actually, year. that's a good point. I didn't even think of that, man. We need to have that keep happening instead of the cupcakes for the second. Yeah. Even though, hold on, are you going to think that it's a cupcake? This is why I hate you. Do you think that it's going to be a cupcake at Houston? One hundred percent. Oh my God! See, there, Bill Belichick is so much smarter than Bill O'Brien. Okay, that's he beat, if That's what you're going off of. Okay. He beat Houston with Jacoby Brissett as a rookie on three days rest. Three day three day game plan. Has Brissett ready, beats Houston like 16-3. That's good. And then he showed everybody how to stop name redacted and completely derail the rest of their season that year. Uh, but nice. yeah. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> so I have New England 30, Baltimore 26. Ooh, boo. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're not like Taylor. I mean, the picks are so bad that it doesn't really matter, anyways. What are you talking about? My picks are perfect. They've been bad this year. That's hard. I These know. are hard games. At this point, I'm just gambling. That's why Baltimore's got this. This is it. They're at home. Because it's also New England's got to lose. And Baltimore is one of the few teams that has actually played New England well. They always play them tough. They're like the only team that usually does. They always lose in the, the AFC. Game, though. Sometimes. It's like Tom always pulls it out. I mean, Flacco's beat him, I think, twice in the playoffs. Yeah, Flacco's gone forever now. Yeah, good. <laughs> He's the worst. Hall of Fame. All that complaint is like, you know what? The, you know why they don't want to do that? You know why they're not going for it in the half? Is because you're the quarterback and you're awful. <laughs> they don't trust you because you're terrible at what you do. <laughs> He's such a petulant. You know why you didn't like, go for it? Because of you. He's petulant and awful. You. I really hope they. I really want them to trade for Andy Dalton, but. I guess they couldn't. No, they're uh, gonna do it for Cam. Oh wait, Cam Newton. Apparently, that foot's even worse. It won't get better. He's. Do you think he's? He's done. I don't know. He's thirty. Uh, he's a lot of miles. He ran a lot. I didn't promise he kept playing hurt and just made made things worse than it should have been. And that's been. actually a very good point. Instead of telling people how bad it was, he even admitted that. So which football is bad. players do. Which is kind of dumb at the same time, even though you are pressured by your coaches and your staff. Being it's, like, it's not really like pressure by coaches. It's just the culture of the game. Yeah, and it's more like... You're a coward if you don't play. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's more like... It's not you're convinced. It's more like you're just, hey, man, you good? You okay? You yeah, good? it's just you suck it up and you play. Yeah. It's the game. It's the, the culture of it. So, to recap, I have Houston 27-24, but I'm picking the Jacks of the points. I meant to say the London England's winning 27-24. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Jacks of the points. You have Houston 21-16. Which, if I'm right, you're going to owe me. <laughs> I, whatever. <laughs> um, I have Philly 2014 against the Bears. You have Philly 28-25 against the Bears. I have Minnesota 27-24 against KC. You have Minnesota 38-28 against KC. And I have New England 30-26 against Baltimore. And you have Baltimore 25-22. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm excited. There's like four. The rest of the games are kind of bad this week. Yeah. Depending on how you feel about like Tennessee, Carolina. I love Tennessee, Carolina. Kind of excited for that one. Tannehill's going to kill it. Maybe. Dude, he's the truth. The problem is that the uh, Panthers have a bad run defense. And the Titans can run the ball as long as they're not smashing Derrick Henry into eight-man boxes over and over again. Why not? It's what you do. That's what Malifor did. I can't believe that you guys really do have the best division in the AFC. It's I'm good. I'm blown away. I'm glad. I'm glad it's happening. It's nuts. Y'all it's like the it's like it's talented, but they're just kind of dumb. Like every team's kind of dumb. Yeah, but if Tennessee were to win this week, I mean, my God. So if Jacksonville beats y'all, mm-hmm. then Tennessee wins. Mm-hmm. And then three weights high for second place. <laughs> and Indy were to lose. Uh, it doesn't matter. They have a half game up on Houston. Oh. Uh, or they have a game and a half up on Houston. Get it together. Yeah, they show. I'm. <laughs> I lost <laughs> all hope. So all sad. hope died. All hope died after that game. Um. So, we'll be back on Sunday evening probably because the the London England's play eight thirty in the morning. We'll probably hit the cast Sunday evening, yeah. and then we'll yeah. have quick thoughts on Monday. I'm back. I have a computer charge this time, and then. Uh, Thank God. Say so yeah, you'll be hearing back from us on Monday. So in the meantime, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for Smell Red Radio. Thank you for being on tonight, Taylor. Go Cowboys.